Well, thank you for joining us on a Thursday night and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and caches from here and all around the globe. So while you're busy strapping on your snowshoes, we'll be caching in the Northwest. That means it's time to bring in our chilled capuchin. Some say he cheers for the iceberg in Titanic. And others say he'll drink anything that's been fermented. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Anything? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, yes, anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly more picky than, than that, but, but not a lot more picky than okay. that. That's pretty close. We've been known to exaggerate slightly. You guys are funny. Hey, I love being here every Thursday night, and I love it when all three of us can be here together. It makes for yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kermit. It makes for such a much more better episode to have all three of us together. So it's great to have us together. And love is the theme in our special episode tonight. We've got some exclusive, exclusive interviews. Uh, we're very excited to bring some of this stuff to you guys tonight. We're going to continue with the um, sharing some of the messages and fun from HQ that uh, Mr. of the Northwest was able to get for us. So thank you, buddy, for going up and ooh, doing ooh, all that. That's me. Ooh, 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 ooh. Good job. Yeah. There you go. Hey, and uh, listeners, if you're listening live or if you are listening recorded and standing at the bus stop bobbing your head, Stay tuned right to the end of this episode, uh, to the end of the regular episode, for sure, so you don't miss the announcement of a new contest. I've been, I've been teasing it on Twitter all week. There is a new contest, and it's got some pretty spectacular prizes that are tied in with our theme and one of our interviews for today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you are <laughs> just a big tease. I am. <laughs> and it's Valentine's Day, so you're just going to get a whole lot of teasing. All right. Hey, you know what hey, else we love? Hold on. Okay. Let's just agree never to do that again. <laughs> Is that a little uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, more than a little. <laughs> well, then I have done my job well. You take any situation and make it awkward. <laughs> I'm glad That's you're working what... within your giftings. That's why I'm on the podcast. All right. Um, you know what else we love? Guess what else we love? Um, caching in the Northwest. We do love caching in the Northwest. Comments set to feedback at cachingnw.com. <laughs> we love those too. Absolutely. What else? We also love our patrons. Oh, we do. Absolutely. We do. So, you know, special shout out to our patrons. We're going to, we're going to give you all your individual shout outs at the end of the episode as we always do. But, you know, before we get there, just thank you. Each and every one of you, you guys make it possible for us to do this every week with your generous giving. And it's, it's huge. It makes a big difference for us and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, each and every one of you. And uh, of course, a special thanks to Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I need to let you guys know about Land Sharks is they have another special offer for you listeners. If you are listening, I'll, I'll stop pointing things at you. If you are listening to this podcast, you are finding out about a special shipping offer 
for you Canadian and U.S. listeners from landsharks.ca. Free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a maximum of $25 Canadian shipping cost. Use promo code SHIP50. That's SHIP50 when you check out your order. All right. I'm done with the commercials for now. Well, great. I want free shipping. Who doesn't want free shipping? Yeah. But you know what else we want? No. We want you. Because... It's Valentine's Day, folks. We love you. Hey, now who's making things awkward? We would love for you to send in a glow. That's a geocaching log of the week. Because whether you wrote it or you loved it when you read it, we want to hear about it. Because we would love to hear about it. Because great logs simply make geocaching better. I don't know how much more I can put love into this bit, but I'm going to keep working on it. Send us a lovely email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can call into the lovely number we have, 253-693-TFTC, or use the beautiful web voicemail tool on the website and show us how you love to glow. You know what else is awesome? No, what else is awesome? How much I love this next bit coming up. Oh, why? I don't call it a bit. I call it an interview. Why do you love this interview? Well, um, was it a week ago? Maybe a little more then. Yeah, just over a week, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about when the snow started to fall. <laughs> That's right. It was, Do you remember it? the time before snow? <laughs> I was able to go up to geocaching headquarters and interview Kat Cronenberg, who is the new trackable promotion right now going on with geocaching HQ. So if you want to know more about the Ketchum trackable, you can head on over to geocaching.com slash promotions and read about it. But I've got an interview that I want to play uh, when, when I talk to Kat. So here we go. Let's just jump into it. Well, I'm still here at, well, let's get the right one. Well, we are here at Geocaching Headquarters. It's it's the mecca of geocaching, if you will. And I have the great opportunity to interview Kat Cronenberg. Kat, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me this morning. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored to meet you. I've listened to your podcast. You do a great job. And it's really fun to be a part of this part of our country's geocaching community. So thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And you came on a very special time when we got snow. I know. Who could have planned? <laughs> for that we, we get snow about every two years so it doesn't happen often and when it does it usually shuts things down because people forgot how to drive in snow which they do in texas too yeah, and i go. was here to do school visits as well as uh, stuff at the geocaching headquarters and, and i have a lot of books and no schools so were closed <laughs> yesterday That's and bummer. today oh and today yeah they were oh, closed okay. both days so okay in tacoma we're just delayed today so we're open oh but, you are yeah oh wow But uh, anyway, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from Austin, Texas, so I come from middle America um, to be here today. And I um, started writing children's books. My first one came out in 2017, and they're kind of symbolic of lighting this 
or finding the treasure in your chest that we're all made of stardust. And so doing research for my books, when I wrote them, I came across geocaching that there's a whole worldwide treasure hunting community and found the two worlds fascinating. And I'm here at the headquarters. Finally, today, I've been a part of geocaching now for three or four years and get to hang out with Katie and Ellis, my team that has helped me build trackables to come alongside my books in the geocaching community. How very cool. Now, you're from Austin, Texas, correct? Yes, sir. I've been to Austin, Texas, and one of their slogans is keep Austin weird. Uh, <laughs> are, are you helping with that? You know, if you could see fellow podcasters, <laughs> if you could see me right now, I'm in a homemade Big Smile t-shirt that has the letters E-R and then the number one shaped in the shape of a smile. So love big as we are one and dream big is my smile shirts has the letter B and then E for the eyes and the letter U for the mouth. So be you and smile. So I would say I keep Austin weird with my goofy <laughs> t-shirts. The kids love them at school visits. They're like, can I have one? <laughs> nice. Nice. Now we're here to talk about your books. Um, a new book has come out, but that's not your first one. Exactly. Exactly. I touched on it a little. My first one came out, Dream Big, in 2017. Amazon number one new release, bestseller. So dreams come true. Yes. And then Love Big just released this January 8th, uh, 2019. And it also was a number one new release, bestseller. I didn't even promote it. I didn't even have time to promote it as much. So it's obviously taking momentum. And um, and then I have a third one I just signed the contract on. They're a trilogy called Think Big. So they're Really fun, dynamic um, books that are based in the wilds of East Africa, mythological fables that kind of tell how animals came to be and why. Why that first caterpillar turned into a butterfly, Mm -hmm. tap whole frog. Why does a rhino have a horn? So they're they're fun. They're they're playful and goofy. Uh, A a dung beetle is the hero in Love Big, which I would think most geocachers know what a dung beetle is. Some people (laughs) don't know what a dung beetle is, but their home is poop. But they're really heroic because what they do with their poop is very important. So they say the African savanna and farmers love them. So. I can keep Austin weird in my conversation, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had a chance to look through Dream Big, and the artwork is absolutely gorgeous. They are beautiful. Um, Now, my little one just turned 18. Oh, wow. So I'm going to be sharing this book, probably your next two, with the uh, new parents in my life. I have nieces and nephews and that, so I really want to share that. But um, what can people get? What benefit can they get from reading your books? Well, that is a great question. Um, you know, people give them for all ages, like Dream Big. They've been giving them for graduation presents. Um, and they're really kind of written with a lot of layers. So all ages have enjoyed them and to build community. So what I hope people get out of it is building a social, emotional foundation underneath them and build a community alongside of it. There's a lot of activities in the actual back of the book and alongside the website to help build community, to help build social emotional skills. You know, Love Big, there's four, kindness, sharing, listening, and care. 
you know, so you can have fun. You build a rhino horn so you have a point to your life and make a kindness pact with your family or in a classroom, which is silly. You hold the paper up like a party hat and, you know, but it's fun. And then doing a pointed container point, you know, mm-hmm. get the, the pun. But um, and where everybody puts a little something in the container, let's do this together. Let's make a choice every day to be kind, to love big. So there's a lot people can get out of it. It can be a simple, fun read aloud mm-hmm. about a poop. A, a, a dung beetle <laughs> or it can go to a lot of layers where you can build community like geocaching does where you can have fun really thinking about how you can live your best life so oh i love that yeah yeah i, I think that. they're wonderful uh how is your new book different from your first one well so they're all based in the wilds of east africa mm-hmm. kind of um to say how those first animals came to be that first caterpillar had to have a dream to become a butterfly so dream big is the very beginning of time the very first animals then love biggest generations later and they start to face a problem life gets a little more complicated the farther you know the older we get it gets more complicated and just like with real life you know you start in the beginning and then 100 years later it gets a little more complicated and everything's dry they don't have enough food so that's the problem in love big and they have to work together and have community and share and Mm -hmm. listen to each other and care and be kind and that transforms their whole situation. So that's how it's different. It's generations later and they share smiles instead of smiling big and who they are. Nice. That's so true in life. Yeah. That's really nice. Now, you've mentioned geocaching. Yes. Caching in the Northwest is a podcast all about geocaching. Yes. Funny enough, right? Yes. Tell us your story. How did you get into geocaching? Well, I touched on it a little. So when I was doing the research for my books, it kind of started just with what the power of a smile, help it, how it helps us live our best life. So I had a big open book, you know, a white page. What do I write? How do I write it? How do I bring it into really building community and doing research? I came across geocaching. I think I put Google search treasure hunting, you know, and geocaching came up and I was like, wow, it blew my mind, went to an event in Austin, met Gadget Girl, if she hears this and (laughs) made her take me and my boys out. They were young. They were probably four and five at the time, three and four, they were really young and I'm, I'm not tech savvy. So I did want to try to figure it out on my own. So she took us out and we had a blast, found one in the woods, found one in a parking lot. And my kids still vividly remember. And she came to my event in Austin two weeks ago and my boys and her met again for the first time. And they're like, no, <laughs> so that's how I found geocaching and kind of how it comes together. Just mm-hmm. the treasure hunt. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a Mark Twain quote on my website on the geocaching page that all good boys need to go on a treasure hunt or something to that effect. I think I blew it up a little bit, but <laughs> that there's treasure seekers in all of right. us. And I just think that my books are about seeking the treasure in your own chest. And geocaching is such a wonderful community and having been at the office today it's even greater than i thought um and meeting wonderful people like you so it's it's been a fun thing to to see the two worlds come together yeah geocaching has really produced an incredible close-knit community um you know i had friends in austin texas i showed up i had never met them in person but you know through geocaching we're instant friends and yes 
Uh, I remember taking my kids to uh, geocaching early on when they were young and they needed to, the big ones, the big caches with stuff in them. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, that was their get favorite. To, you know, get a treasure, trade. take a yeah, treasure. Yeah, exactly. And now it's, you know, eh, wait, I, I can do a micro. That's fine. I just need to sign my name. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's the, crazy. All uh, the different kinds. you exactly. And everybody probably has an opinion or their taste. So. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has a style. You mentioned events. And yes. in fact, you're doing something very inventive, I think. You're doing book signing, but they're geocaching events. Exactly. How is that So um, with Katie here, I... With my first book, Dream Big, when I came across geocaching, we had the idea to do trackables. And since the book was based on a smile, we did a whole big contest and promotion of you get the trackable, you know, of course, quite a few people signed up to get the trackables. We mailed them out and then they could take pictures as they went as a community and hit the trackable and smile big. And so the pictures were a hoot with Dream Big. We had so much fun. The winners were announced on World Smile Day. And so then when I wrote Love Big... I wanted to do the promotion again. I had so much fun with the the first one, but I never really got to meet anybody in the community. So I brainstormed with Katie and Ellis who work at the headquarters and, you know, what could we do? I kind of want to meet them instead of just mail them. Mm -hmm. So that's how the events were born. So, you know, the book, I've got to get out and go to different places, um, kind of a book tour that the publisher sets up. And so at some of these events, I pulled aside some trackables so that the people can come, we can have a blast, talk geocaching and then talk books, which I think are, you know, on the promotion, I say go to bookstores, there's more treasure hidden in there too. So bookstores, I think are a wonderful place that our communities, our, our country is kind of taking for granted. So I'd love to see that come back to on some level with all yeah. this that yeah. is going on. So there's nothing like a brick and mortar bookstore being oh, able to go holding in it and, and looking through page. it. Yeah. 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 So I say treasures hide in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. So that's been part of the promotion is come to the bookstore, you know, meet more community and get a trackable if you're one of the lucky ones. And so it's been fun. Nice. Now, um, you've worked with Katie and Ellis here. Uh, on this trackable promotion, how do you think it's gone? What do you what do you feel the the trackable promotion has added is given you more um, uh, visibility to the book? Um, it, for me, it's been a blast. Personally, selfishly, I've had a hoot with it um, and met these wonderful ladies and and you today and got to see this amazing office. And really, just like my event on Sunday, I did one here in Seattle. I had never met any of these people and quite a few of them bought my book or thrilled to have a to meet the author, have a signed book, you know, share it with their family. Mm-hmm. They brought their kids. So that for me is what it's all about. Austin, I tons of them came out it was a hoot i have one in houston next week so i think it's going well and if you go to the actual page the trackable has the trackables have traveled over seven million miles and i don't know how many hands they've actually touched but every person that has one gets to maybe even know that book exists Mm -hmm. so that to me as an author is thrilling because that's all i care about is getting books in people's hands at the end of the day as much as i care about community and everything else the books i think have so much depth to them i want them in people's hands for families and classrooms to share so definitely and geocaching you'll find that the people involved in geocaching are such good people 
oh, they're a hoot. And so we were laughing Sunday at the Seattle. They were all fast friends. Yeah, exactly. You you know, you have fast friends, kindred spirits. You can talk the same language and life is good. So now you mentioned schools. Yes. And I know one of the aspects of this tour is to go to schools. Yes. Can you give us a couple examples of highlights that you've uh, uh, some of the schools you visited? Um, gosh, I mean, I've been everywhere. Uh, the ones here I didn't get to go to. So I'm a, I would love to give firsthand, uh, Seattle, Washington experience, but, um, Hawaii was a hoot. I went to Hawaii. As you can see, I wear goofy boots with smiles on them. And so of course the kids in Hawaii immediately knew where I was from a Texan. Um, and then I've done, you know, other kinds like foster homes where kids really have had a tough life and, and, and don't really know to believe in themselves and to, to believe in each other. And so to come in and get to share my stories with them and I've had kids cry. They told me I couldn't do the older ones and I go, just let me try. And one little girl that was probably 14 was crying. Like, you mean I can be a scientist? Do you know? I mean, so it's been really the gamut of really seeing it touch people's life. Like it's touched mine and then just have fun where we act goofy and whoosh wham, let the stardust light in our heart, wear superhero capes and crowns. And so it's been fun. It's it's uh, the the notes I get after I come to a school is what makes it all worthwhile. That it's really made an impact in kids' lives. So oh, how sweet! Yeah, how yes, sweet. it's my favorite part of my job. So, <laughs> um, you mentioned that we're or we talked about doing events and yes. people can get books there, but yes. if they can't find you at an event. How else can they get their hands oh, that's a on great Dream question. Big and Love Big? I love you for that question. Um, really, any major bookstore uh, carries it. Amazon, of course. Or you can go to my website and go to um, the shop, Dream Shop page, and I can mail you a personalized copy. It just, you know, you just have to pay for shipping. And wow. you can have a gift for Valentine's to little Tommy and Susie from the author. <laughs> and so, yes, there's all different ways. And if you go to the website, you'll have fun while you're there and find all kinds of fun activities to spend a snowy day with your family doing something meaningful. Hey, and there, there you may go. be more snowy days coming. Yes. <laughs> uh, in Washington, we have the privilege. We can drive to the snow whenever we want. Uh, we that's don't true. Have to and live the mountains. Except for days like today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, a portion of the proceeds of each book goes to help someone, something. Yes. There's kind of three organizations. My favorite or the one that kind of has touched my heart is called me to we it's we.org. And again, doing research, I came across it. It was started by a 12 year old kid who saw that somebody his age died for standing up against child slavery. And he decided to create a movement. And now it's a youth empowered movement where youth help youth and they have different organizations, different things. I went to Kenya where they started schools and started helping communities there build schools, water wells. So the money goes to that. But another part that they do that I found was fascinating is they'll do stadium filled events. They've, I think had one in Seattle, Vancouver, England, but that kids get to these events by having been of service for a year. So it's just a great mindset that I so believe in, um, that, for me to promote stuff, I it makes it way easier than just me promoting me that I'm really doing something more with the book. So, and then Grameen America is microfinance loans for 
moms that are on, want to be entrepreneurial but don't have credit so they can get micro loans and it really makes a difference in families' lives. And then Donor Choose is helping dreams come true in a classroom for teachers. So Wow, those are some great organizations. Yeah. I love we.org. Uh, the micro loans have, I know, I know people that micro loans have changed their life. Yes, so, me too. Uh, incredible. Thank you so much. Now you mentioned a website. Yes. And if our listeners wanted to go there, tell us that website again, so we can possibly yes. get our own personalized. Is that right? Personalized book? Yes. A very special gift that uh, for me, I didn't have a book with my name in it as a little girl and to see kids walk away with their name in it. They think they've reach the greatest treasure. And that's what books should mean. Um, so it's my name. It's Kat Cronenberg, K-A-T-K-R-O-N-E-N-B-E-R-G, B as in boy.com, com. Great. Kat, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. I really appreciate it. I'm going to go out and get some of these for the people in my life. And uh, I hope to see you on the trails caching oh, in the Northwest. Wouldn't that be fun? If you come to Texas, you can look me up. It was great to be here, Chris. Thank you for a wonderful, fun podcast. Thank you. Oh, Cat was so much fun to interview. It sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we can put in the website there at catcronenberg.com. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I, I dropped that in the chat. Hopefully oh, great. I spelled Thank that correctly. You. Exactly. That's right to me. Awesome. So yeah, this sounds like uh, a great interview. It looks like you had some fun. Glad you were able to make it up there, given that it had started snowing. I think we were discussing it over Twitter and not sure how things were going to pan out. Yeah, well, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. I, I had given myself a lot of extra time. You know, I thought, oh boy, you got normal Seattle traffic. Um, the viaduct had just closed oh, the right. tunnel had not yet opened Viadoom. and and you know snowmageddon and i thought oh man it's gonna take me three hours to get up there <laughs> and i got up there uh traffic i mean there were parts on i-5 where there was no car you know within a quarter mile of me i'm like this is wrong that's weird this doesn't yeah. happen at three in the morning you know, I've yeah. had airports runs at that time and it's still busy. So, um, yeah, I got up there with plenty of time to spare. So, you know, sat down, had a cup of coffee and. Nice. Um, you know, Hey, I noticed, uh, I noticed in the chat, Keats 94 said, we need books like this. Uh, Chris, you, you were showing us, you have two of the books there. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. Yes, um, I have here. Let me hard covers. It looks like, um, oh, yes. I have, I have not read them. Um, but you know, Green we heard Kat give a bit of a description and you have read them. Yes. So what do you think? Uh, they're very well written. Uh, I was paging through them during the interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, the artwork is just absolutely stunning. I have to, I don't have enough space yeah, there. YouTube's I, probably not giving it yeah. the credit it's due, but, um, yeah, the artwork is absolutely stunning so um and the story is good you know a good story of hope that you can change and it's and you're a worthwhile person so um really really well done stories yeah fantastic well that's that's great um i am very happy that that is all 
been able to work out like that. Um, very excited that we were able to get the opportunity. So a huge thanks to Ellis and Katie mm -hmm. who yeah. did all the work to make sure we were able to connect with Kat, who obviously uh, originally had a slam schedule. I, I yeah. guess that changed up a little bit. Yes, it did. That That's so unfortunate, but you know, more time for geocaching. Exactly. And, um, uh, and it sounds like she was fun to talk with. Oh, she's a lot of fun. Uh, reminds me a lot of my mother-in-law. Okay. In in her personality, my mother-in-law was an English teacher, so she loved literature, loved to write, and cats much the same way. And uh, so I, you know, felt this immediate connection. And my mother-in-law was from Texas. Oh, well, so there you go. You know, it was just one of those things that was like, I I know this personality. I like this personality. Uh, I also got to talk with Ellis, who, uh, well, you know what? We'll let her share. But there's a promotion going on with the um, Love Big and Dream Big and the Trackables. So let's have a listen to that. So I'm here with Katie and Ellis at Geocaching Headquarters. And you guys have something you want to share with the listeners of Caching in the Northwest. What is that? So in addition to finding a Love Big trackable and going out geocaching with it, there is a photo contest and Kat is offering first edition autographed books of Love Big. There are three different contest periods. So if you share your smiles while out geocaching with a trackable, uh, you could be eligible to win one of those and you, those will be selected on the 1st of March, April and May. Then the nine people from that will be entered to win the grand prize, which is really exciting because it's an author visit with Kat Cronenberg herself. And she will come to you and uh, your community and do a live book signing. No way. Yeah. How cool is this? So how do we f get or find these trackables? That is a great question. We have a landing page for the promotion. It's geocaching.com slash dream big. And when you go on there, you can learn more about it. Uh, the hashtag for the promotion is geocachers love big. So use that when sharing to social and uh, just get out geocaching with the trackable and have fun. Nice. So get out, take a picture with this trackable, use the hashtag geocachers love big mm -hmm. and you're in. And share your smiles. And share your smiles. <laughs> that's important. <of> <laughs> and, and that's all it takes. Yeah. And is it possible you could have Kat come to your hometown to do a book signing? Yes. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> There's no reason anybody shouldn't be out doing this. This is, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Of course. Great. Another great interview, although I do have to point out there's one reason, and it's that it's a U.S.-only contest. Cat mm, may be willing to travel a bit, but I don't, I don't know what the rules are for. Um, well, just keeping in mind, our podcast is listened to by multiple countries, not just the U.S. And uh, <laughs> so you lucky guys, you lucky listeners in the U.S., there you go. You have the opportunity to uh, do exactly what Katie and Ellis were just talking about and have uh, uh, possibly win having Kat Cronenberg come and visit you and have a book signing right in your hometown, which is a very cool, very mm -hmm. cool prize. It is very cool. I mean, we won't be able to upvote any logs about it, but... We could win the contest here anyway. <laughs> you can pop over to balances out. Maybe you'll never get up voting <laughs> just so that we can balance life out. There you go. I'm pretty imbalanced. So, you know, there's all that. 
<laughs> Head over to cadcronenberg.com and check out the books and maybe send her a comment about, you know, coming to visit in Canada. She might do. Or Germany or Norway well, or yeah. Australia or England or any of the other places we have listeners. All those other countries I'll never have time to visit. <laughs> but speaking of contests... Land Monkey has been teasing things all week, and I'm not even going to go down the road of <laughs> Land Monkey teasing. But we, right here at Casting in the Northwest, have a special contest that we are announcing. How would you, dear listener, like to win your very own signed copy of one of those Cat Cronenberg books? Oh, that's right. Cat signed two books for us to give away to lucky listeners. You know what? In fact, I'm just not going to tell you about it. I'm going to show you. And you know what? I thought this would be easy until I'm working with a book. The people on the audio version are loving it. It's looking great. It is looking great. So right there, to Cashing in the Northwest listener from Kat Cronenberg. How cool is that, right? With a little bit of extra she wrote in there, too. I didn't quite catch what it said, but that's You have to win the book to find out. Oh, or freeze frame the video replay. Or win the book to find out <laughs> or win the book to find out <laughs> so how does somebody win the book to find out well it's easy all you have to do is encourage or show some love to your geocaching friends over facebook twitter or instagram using the hashtag cnw loves big to be entered into the contest so hashtag cnw loves big on facebook twitter or instagram yeah show some love or encouragement to your geocaching friends right and you're going to, and you have a chance then to win one of two signed books from the best selling author, Kat Cronenberg. Now, this contest runs until midnight, February 28th, 2019. It's open to U.S. and yeah. Canadian residents. Hey. Hey. So, U.S. and Canadian residents, hashtag CNW loves big. You know what? Show your fellow geocachers that you love them or encourage them to get out, even if it's somewhat snowy. Yeah, even well, if it's not Valentine's Day. And I would I would stretch that a little bit, even, not just encourage them to get out, but just encourage them. Send an encouraging message, because I think that's really what Kat's getting at, right? Is yep. be supportive of each other, find creative ways to encourage each other. Um, and And so we're trying to use that same idea for the contest so send some sort of message of encouragement to your fellow cashers or friends doesn't have to be a casher um over facebook twitter instagram mm-hmm. just use that hashtag because otherwise we won't know you did it hashtag cnw loves big mm-hmm. and you'll be entered in the contest yeah it's not a bad idea to encourage your friends and loved ones anyway <laughs> whether you use the hashtag or not but unless if you don't use the hashtag you won't be entered in the contest well, there we you want go. you to get you in the habit of encouraging your friends, yeah. your loved ones all the time. You know what? To start you off, we're going to motivate you using the hashtag CNW loves big. After that, just keep doing it. Don't yeah. stop. And you know what? You'll find you're more encouraged. It really does work that way. Oh, you know what else was very encouraging? No. I think I'm about to know. You are. Okay. When I was at uh, geocaching.com headquarters, it was a couple of days after the iHeart GCHQ uh, 
expression of gratitude happened. And I was able to talk with a lackey about it and about how they felt. So uh, I was able to sit down with Sven and talk with him. So let's just jump into that audio as well. Well, I'm still here at uh, geocaching headquarters and I'm with one of the lackeys. Hey guys, my name is Sven. And uh, Sven, tell us a little bit about um, the iHeart GCHQ promotion, the, the, that groundswell that happened. Uh, how, how, was it, uh, how did it come to you? What did it feel like? Well, the first time that I heard about it was probably before, um, just a couple of days before it all started to happen. Uh, Joshua was nice enough to give Brian a little heads up about it. And Brian shared it with the company that um, this this plan was being made. And then shortly after that, we saw Joshua's video and um, we... We, we didn't know what was going to happen exactly and uh, what, what the community and players around the world were going to do. But uh, we were definitely very delighted with uh, what unfolded over the coming week um, and all the lovely letters and cards and videos that we received. Nice. So it wasn't a complete surprise. You had a little forewarning. Yeah, we we got a little sneak peek, I, I'd like to say, um, which still came as a complete surprise. I mean, we we are aware that there's certain uh, that that there are players out there that love the game, that are really passionate about it. Um, you and I probably being some of them, and many others. Um, but we we weren't aware before Joshua reached out that this wasn't the making at all. Okay. So uh, what were some of the examples of gratitude that you experienced? Um, we had a lot of local cashers stop mm-hmm. by. Um, one of the local COs who's known for his gadgets, cashers, uh, he goes by the name of Bounce Bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, he was nice enough to drop off some donuts at the office, um, which were um, a delightful treat. We had other local cashers drop off an ammo can, uh, a very fitting container, of course, <laughs> uh, full of uh, trail mix um, for our uh, little cash outings and adventures. And we had lots and lots of uh, nice emails come in through through our ticketing system just people expressing their gratitude there um our community team saw similar things on social media of course and also a lot of people from near and far wrote us really nice appreciation cards um with what geocaching meant to them and what it what it did to them so did all this gratitude change the work environment around here I like to think that we're a pretty positive and heavy place generally, but it definitely made an impact mm-hmm. in terms of having ju- just the sheer amount of uh, positivity that came in through through the doors um, throughout this week and all the, the period of IHGCHQ. Um, it was... It was very energizing and very inspiring to read people's personal stories mm-hmm. and um, all, all the all the impact that this the, this game game of ours um, may have on people. That unless they tell you about, you're, you're kind of thinking, yeah, this 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 is making the world a better place. But hearing hearing how it turned people's lives around and that um, really confirmed some of that. Well, Sven, thank you so much. You know what I forgot to ask? 
I forgot to ask what you do here at GCHQ. So I'm on the community volunteer support team. Um, and as the name suggests, we support the community volunteer reviewers, translators, moderators, and GeoOS. And uh, for me in particular, that would be the reviewers and the tools that they use um, to do the awesome job that they're doing behind the scenes. So where they, for example, tools where they see all the new cache submissions come in and then uh, to take a look at them. Okay. Well, thank you so much for what you do. Let you know that I appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you. There you go. Sven uh, was was a hearty soul to be into work that day. There <laughs> there weren't many. The office was a little sparse, was it? Yes, it was. Well, you know who's in that office? I think twenty four seven sometimes is Brian Roth. Um, the number of times we've had him on this show and he's been on other shows. Um, sometimes he calls from home, but sometimes he, he connects from the office and I'm pretty amazed how dedicated that guy is, but I don't know if our listeners realize or not. Um, I am one of the lucky few who has one of the green hot phones on my desk. Mm. And uh, it must be a Canada thing like upvoting. Uh, no, no, it is an international <laughs> thing. Okay. Um, international rates do apply international rates do apply but the green hot phone gives me direct access to Brian Roth's desk can can you call him I Um, mean does it work I mean have you used it before well let's see if we can get him on the phone right now do you have it piped into your mixer that we can listen in here let's let's see if we can get that working okay all right hello so I'm still at GCHQ, and I'm able to talk with Brian. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. It's my today. pleasure, Chris. Hi. Hi. Uh, we want to talk briefly about this uh, iHeart GCHQ promotion. You want to say groundswell that came up? Um, it, now- it was a it was an expression of gratitude that was surprising and delightful at the same time. Quite honestly, it, it was a real treat for all of us here at HQ. Nice. Now, it wasn't a complete surprise, I understand. That's true. Well, um, well on, not, not the week of. Right, not but. the week of. So the, the Friday before it started, um, I got a voicemail from Joshua Johnson. I, I regret the fact that I missed the call because I would have liked to talk to him. But I got a voicemail from him just sort of cluing me in that starting Sunday there was going to be a video from him and that the community was going to really be coming together to kind of acknowledge GCHQ in a positive way and say thanks. And as soon as I got that, I I shared that message on our Slack channel with the entire company and said, hey, everybody, this is coming. Like, how cool is this? Really, you know, what a what a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And so people were excited and then it started happening. And I I watched quite a few of those videos and um, liked a lot of the tweets and and same thing on Facebook. And it, it was really, it, it was a wonderful week for all of us at HQ. And it felt like there was just one nice surprise after the next. I think one of my favorite aspects of the whole thing was we got cards and packages from a bunch of people from all over the world. And 
what what we did with the cards was we put them in the signal cafe which is essentially where we all gather to mm-hmm. eat during the day and we lay them out on a table and then throughout the week and and even now i, I think they're still there they are you i got can, to see uh, them today yeah so i would see random people from hq sitting down and just reading these cards and i i spent some time there reading the messages and you know we we love what we do we're we're so fortunate to be involved with this game and mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. that the truth is we don't need thanks uh, but it sure is nice to get it and to hear from the the customers whose lives are being positively affected by this game is something special and to have that kind of celebration come from the community it just meant a lot to all of us and and it meant a lot to me so to all of you out there in geocaching world thank you so much uh we 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 really can't thank you enough words can't express how much it meant to all of us to hear from you and to receive that kind of gratitude it was a really special week Wow. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, coming from caching in the Northwest and, and the geocaching community, thank you for what you do. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's really our pleasure. Oh, well, that phone connection was a little funny, but you got the idea. We still got to talk with Brian. Somehow that's, it routed that's through uh, through uh, Chris of the Northwest headquarters. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I appreciate you going up there. I've said it already on this episode, but I do appreciate you going up there, taking the time and having a chance to talk with us. But I also really appreciate Kat and Ellis and Sven and Brian uh, all and, making the time. Yeah. Chris, Rock Chalk. And oh, did yeah. you chat, chat with Rock Chalk? Yeah. Well? Yeah. I talked with him and he helped set up some of the uh, other interviews. So everybody up there was so very accommodating. Ah, so that- Rock Chalk isn't that bad of a guy then. <sighs> Oh, no. He helped. He was helpful. He was Don't helpful. Him At this time, he was helpful. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's cool, though. But, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, we we call up there and we say, hey, guys, we'd, we'd really like to do, you know, is there any way we can we can chat with, with Kat? And then all of a sudden, it just all opens up, and, and they're so willing to to reach out to the community. And it's not just, you know, it's not, oh, special us. I think you see that at events, right? When the lackeys show up at events, they're there and they're willing to talk to you about, you know, anything reasonable you want to talk about I, I really appreciate how passionate the folks at HQ are. And, uh, you know, we've already, you know, done over and over, you know, the whole, uh, I heard GHQ, GCHQ, but there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So awesome. So thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And, it, it was a fun day. I, I did really enjoy it. I uh, uh, was able to do some geocaches up there that I hadn't gotten to yet. And, uh, you know, we've already told the story of how long it took me to do the uh, HQ Geo Tour. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> the world record set yes. for completing the HQ, HQ Geo Tour. Excellent. Excellent. Well done. So, All right, guys. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Caching in the Northwest because we had a lot of fun. Now, next week, we will still love you just as much, but we're switching topics a little bit to talk about the Caribbean cruise ketchup. And not ketchup. That's, that's not a condiment. <laughs> no. Catch up. There's a difference. Not ketchup. Catch up. <laughs> After that, we're having the HAB, that's the Hands Across the Border event, and pro tips from the Willamette Valley with Subway Mark. 
Willamette. Ah. I can never remember how, how to pronounce yeah. that. Willamette, Willamette Valley. Willamette Valley. I think I said Willamette. 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 Yeah. Okay. Willamette. That'll be a great one. It's always great to have Subway Mark along. And the following week, we'll be in a brand new month of March. We're going to talk about Geo Coinfest EU Mega Tour with JP and Ian. The tour is coming up in September, but we're going to talk about it in March and give you a little sneak peek. Yeah, actually, GeoCoinfest EU is coming up in September. The mega tour is through the summer. Okay, but we'll we'll hear more about that from JP. Is it kind of like the lead up to the Olympics? It kind of is, kind of. But we'll hear more about it from those guys when they're on the show in a couple of weeks. Yeah, join us on March seventh. But yeah, next week episode is going to be great. Um, Land sharks and geo travelers will be joining us, and we're going to talk all about the cruise. Um, we've got some other fun stuff that we're going to be throwing in that episode as well. But speaking of land sharks, this is my opportunity as always to uh, take a moment to thank the land sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor LandSharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in lovely Victoria, British Columbia. They are open six days a week except holidays and they ship orders online daily. Oh, and it's still me. <laughs> Take a breath and after that dramatic pause. Because I failed dramatically at this. So <laughs> none of us can do neither one of us can do this in one breath. Maybe if we try again. Okay, so who's gonna take a take a go at it tonight then? No volunteers? Come on. Uh, okay, I'll do it. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> We'd like to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Landshark, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. And of course, we'd like to say thank you to <gasps> Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway, Mark Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Pros, Wino Seattle, Acker Doc, Billy Robson, Genese, Antaeus, Kit, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, Wet Coaster, and Green Words. <sighs> that was one breath. It really was. I put was some it? pauses in there, but it was one breath. <laughs> wow. Good, good control. I, I, I got ahead of myself. I'm like, wait, where am I again? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, you got to pace yourself better. <laughs> well, I don't have a cold right now because I've tried this before. I took ah. a deep breath. And like, <clears throat> well, there goes all my air. <laughs> And I stopped and took a breath before. So there we go. Well, there you go. Well done. Good, Good job. job. Good job. That's right. Well done. All right. Well, we've mentioned we'll be back next week to talk about another exciting topic. But until then, if people want to reach out and find you, Land Monkey, where would they do that? Well, you know what? You can find me on the YouTubes, L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Land Monkey on YouTube. That's right. And a new episode came out this week. Yay. And it was the Olympic geo tour. So if you're curious about checking out the Olympic peninsula and some of the quirky, crazy, awesome stuff you can see down there, well, check out that episode on YouTube in what else? Oh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. You can find me at land monkey GC. And that those are the, you know, the main places to find me, follow me and, uh, enjoy some of our crazy, cool, fun adventures. My friend, Wits End, 
Where should people send you messages when they miss you when you're not on the podcast? Well, you know, I'm I, I'm no land monkey, but I do have a practice monkey. You can find me at Witsand on Twitter, Facebook, geocaching, and various other uh, social media feeds. Just search for Witsand. I don't post a whole lot, but I do see those comments when you post them. So thank you very much. Chris, how about you? Well, look for me on Twitter, CachingNW, Facebook.com slash CachingNW, and on Instagram, look for Caching in the Northwest. Head on over to CachingNW.com slash host, read our bios, find all those links we just mentioned, and a few secret ones. Mm. But most of all, we want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you, yes, you, can be part of the show. Call 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Send us a bottle of love potion number nine. Any time of the day or night. You know what? You that can, wasn't awkward at all. You, no. can, you <laughs> could send us love potion eight or ten, but I hear those aren't as effective. Yeah. And, of course, you can email us the formula for love potion number nine at feedback at cashingnw.com. Your support helps keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, Click the Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show's copyright. No, this show's produced by Chris Umpenauer, Jay Kennedy, and hosted by Chris J and Jim Paulwitz. This show's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umpenauer. Whew. I don't know which one was harder. The <laughs> list of names or reading that off. And now stay tuned for. The after show. Well, you've had more practice at the credits. Yeah. I still didn't get it right, though. No. Well, maybe you were thrown off because you, you took on the patrons. I was well. a little lightheaded from the lack of oxygen as I read off all those names. Every close is a unique creation. It really is. It. I just want to let you guys know that we purposely do the open and closes live instead of tossing in a pre-recorded bit. Uh, number so one, that we can screw them up? Yes, so that you know <laughs> this is a live show and that, you know what, we're approachable because we make mistakes just like you do. Well, we probably make more mistakes than you do. But we make some of the same mistakes you do. If to air is human, we are really, really human. And we are really, Super. really airy. <laughs> Superhuman even. <laughs> <laughs> and we like to stick in the funny little you know, bits in the beginning and end. Yeah. Some some podcasts throw the blooper reel at the end. Mm -hmm. We include it all through the show. <laughs> the whole podcast <laughs> blooper reel. <laughs> uh, classy. Nice. Hey, uh, Y'all making me cough again. Yeah, we we got some here. hashtag Fitas going on here. We got Keats94, uh, a two-part Fitas. That uh, might be the first time. Chris has his mouth full. Jimmy, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the chat and uh, GSM times two says, oh, you're talking geocaching <laughs> as oh, if we in, just started. No, 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 no. It's in context to, to something else. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Okay. The Viva yeah, blooper reel. Keats 94's two parts is milestone number 10,000. Congrats, by the way, was so sweet. The whole trip was up in the air, but it turned out quite well in the end. The pilgrimage to the original stash was so incredibly worth it. Congrats, Keats. Yeah. Part two says it was pretty moving to breathe the same air and stand on the same soil as the site of the original stash. Who would have thought you can be starstruck to see a plaque 
in the earth. If you're not careful where you stand, you could be car struck. Yeah, with that yes. one, you could. It is. It's true. Right off the highway. Especially in the current weather conditions. Yeah. Well, you could be anywhere and be car struck in the current weather conditions. There you go. But congrats, Keats94. That's awesome. I saw some of your photos on Facebook and I think Instagram. Anyways, definitely on Facebook about that. Yeah. Good I job. Believe, I believe he actually kissed the plaque. Yes. I saw that. Like the Blarney Stone. Kind yeah, of I'm not yeah. sure if you got things confused there, but... <laughs> That's all right. Good for him. Obviously, someone very passionate about the geocaching, which is awesome. Uh, if you've ever had the chance to meet Keats and I for just a great guy. Uh, lots of fun to hang out with and uh, definitely a passionate geocacher. So and boy, congrats. does he know his outdoor gear. Yeah. Yes. I yes, mean, he does. It's amazing to me. He certainly I've, does. I've went out and purchased things on his suggestion and every time I've been like, wow, this is a great product. So. There you go. There you go. So congrats, Keats. Um, don't know if you've got some audio that you're going to send in from that milestone. If you do, that'd be fantastic. If not, thank you for sharing it as a fatas. And uh, oh, he says he promised he was going to kiss the plaque. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so man of his word as well. Um, so the other business about talking geocaching. So GeoNavPros posts a fatas. It said, should someone's first find be memorable? or easy to find? Well, I think you know, somebody's first find will be memorable, period. Regardless, yes. So I, I'm guessing GeoNavPros is talking about taking somebody else out for their first geocache find. So should you try and take them to like a super high quality cache or just whatever's easiest and closest? Um, boy, L- let me... I'm not sure. Let me just kind of verbally process here okay. as we go along. Um, my first thing is thought is take them to the closest one and just show them how many there are. Right. Oh, look, mm-hmm. there's one right over here. They're everywhere. But if you take them to a really high quality one, they're going to go, wow, this is really cool. And then are they going to be disappointed when they find, you know, their second or third or fourth lamppost hide? So, uh, the first lamppost hide is really cool because you never knew those skirts lifted up and like, Oh, this is really cool. Um, so I'm torn, you know, I think it also depends on where you are. And, and the thing is, you know, you, you kind of have a sense if it's going to be a lamppost hide when you look at where the cache is mm-hmm. in general, right. right? If it's in the middle of a parking lot. Oh, it's going to be a lamppost hide. So if your first one is a lamppost hide, I'd probably try and make it something a little more enjoyable. Honestly, I think if the person has the mobility, take them for a hike, take them for a hike to a nice view location and find a geocache or a couple along the way. I think that makes the best first impression. If not that, then to an amazing gadget cache and and manage their expectations. Say, hey, this was a top rated geocaching experience. This is what you're trying to achieve in a geocaching experience and say, Hey, you know what? Not every geocaching experience is like this. And here's the beauty of the game. You don't have to find everyone. Yeah. You, you can actually choose which ones you go and find. So I would, I would maybe play it that way. So take them to a great one um, as their first one to really, you know, let them appreciate what quality is. Cause if you don't, 
And if they don't figure out the favorite points thing or whatever, it might take them a few finds before they get to a decent quality one. And they might go, you know what? This is kind of lame. So that, uh, that would be, uh, that would be my advice. Yeah. And at the yeah. risk of spoiling my friendship with Lynn Monkey, don't take them to an earth cache for their first one. <laughs> Cause that's just like doing homework. Unless they're a geologist. <laughs> well, that's yeah. different. Yeah. But your Fair average cashier Geologists is not... rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Also true. So now I want to get to the comment that you guys were talking about before um, from GSM times two. Um, so GeoNav Pros had posted that question. Should someone's first be memorable or easy to find? And GSM times two said, you always remember your first, even if it was easy. And then he said, oh, you're talking geocaching. So there is... But I thought but, they were talking about baking there's little, pizzas. There's a little comedy going on there in the chat, as there always is. Uh, so it it depends. Um, you know, if you're talking to somebody and you're like, you know what? I really want to go out and find one in my lunch hour. A two-hour hike is out of the question. And LPC is a good one for that. Um, that's a tough, it's a tough call. It depends on the situation. I, uh, Keats 94 said I would go for scenery over creativity for the first cash find. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's probably a good idea. Um, yeah. but the thing is the, the scenery, like I said, depending on the person's mobility, maybe getting to a scenery cache because often those mm -hmm. mean a hike with a right. view. Um, right. maybe the person just isn't capable of doing that, sure. but, uh, you know, people with limited mobility can find a lot of geocaches and, you know, I think of a lot of the bounce bounce ones that are highly accessible. Right. And are insane level of creativity and quality. So true. Now, Green Words says I took a newbie cacher to a new cache. So her first cache was an FTF. <laughs> that's really setting the bar. That's yeah, the bar high. Yeah. That, that's hard to keep going like that. <laughs> Although I don't know if the newbie really fully understood right. the whole FTF thing. But I'm sure I'm sure they eventually understood what was going on. But at the time, it was you know they probably understand. Okay, we're in a race. We're trying to find this before anybody else does. Okay, I get it. But then you know, depending upon FTF hounds in your region or whatever, I mean, I don't know. It it sounds like fun, absolutely. So I would just say, don't don't try and set that as a goal. <laughs> if it happens to work out that way, awesome. Well, Land Monkey, I I tried not to laugh out loud. When you oh, said, okay. you know, you don't have to find them all. Yeah. Like, of, well, Land Monkey say, has to you find them all. You don't have to find them all. <laughs> and Let's you don't want us to find them all because you want to be able to say, yes, I found them all. That's right. Um, GSM times two says, you know, parking grabs can have a nice view. Fair and, enough. And I it's have possible. to say here in Tacoma, some of the best views of the mountain are from parking lots. And, and I'm going to throw on top of that, if you, and this is going to be a shameless plug, but if you watch my newest video on my YouTube channel, you will see a, a guardrail cache, a park and grab guardrail cache that has an unbelievable view. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to tell you. Now you got to go watch the video. <laughs> that was a shameful plug. It was. And it, shameless. And shameful. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a co-producer on the podcast. I can do that. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is this what? Never mind. 
we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> oh, now I'm in trouble. Uh, uh, you let the cat right out of the bag. <laughs> uh, oh. What's the GC on that? GeoNav Pros wants to know. What's that? On the one that yeah. I'm talking about or the one that... Um, Yours. Oh, I thought the, uh, you were talking about the green words. No, on the... Um, park and grab with a great deal oh geez i don't know hold on GC I have to look something or nothing yeah yeah keep, t- keep talking i'll look it up will you, you really all committed to memory come on well Quiet. you found it you should know it yeah 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 uh let's see uh, let's here. see keats 94 says some guardrail caches in cape breton has have incredible views go in the fall it's gorgeous well, there you thank go you. It's exactly the kind of thing. Okay. I'm supposed to be filling the time with talk. Whitson, how are you doing? Have you had a good week? There it is. It's Thursday. It doesn't get any better than Thursday. You know, Thursday's a highlight of my week, actually. We tend to go to Costco every Friday, so we've got that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Still a little bit of snow here. I'll show you a live view of my front yard. Ooh. There it is. There's a little bit of snow left out there in the front yard. I think you have more snow in your front yard than I do. Well, it's not a contest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> when you're dealing with snow, depth matters. That's I still want to say that's what she said, but yeah. I won't say. It's not hey. like I've snowshoed downhill past a security camera or anything. <laughs> Land monkey, keep looking for that GC. I, I am. You're not supposed to be talking. <laughs> This is taking me way longer than I thought it would because I thought it was one of the GeoTour caches, but it's not. So now it's going to be a lot harder to find. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll leave that hanging for the next Ooh. episode. I'll bet Mrs. Land Monkey knows. She knows her uh, right off the bat. Oh, yeah. So that was this one. <laughs> I because bet she she's the one that actually found the cache. Land Monkey <laughs> stood back videoing her taking or finding the cache. Well, that is, that is absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> not going to argue that at all. That's where is it? Is it here? No, it's not that one. Let's see. Iham says we got 10 inches on Friday, Saturday, and another four inches over the next few days. Yeah, that's about right for us. I I measured 13 inches in my backyard. Of I think snow. I found it. So it was enough. You know, I grew up in Ohio. Uh, you know, you deal with snow. That's not a problem. But you don't deal with hills. So you get this compact snow and ice on hills, and it's a whole different game. Yeah, in Ohio, instead of carrying a map, you carry a brick. So you just step up on the brick to look where you are when you're lost and then back down and get back in the car. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, my dad took me to the highest point in Ohio. And it was writ- literally just a rise in the road. I mean, it was it seemed like about the height of a speed bump, but um, you know, it was just this really subtle rise has a sign on it. And then you go back down. Oh, that's, that's it. That's the high point in Ohio. I want to say it was right around 350 feet above sea level. It's all downhill from there. There you go. I found it. So it's geocache GC X-ray tango Papa echo GC X T P E. I'll put that in the chat. Got it. So there you go. We filled the time until <laughs> well done. Monkey could go find that. It took me a while to find that. 
Extepi. Ah, but now you know. All right. Okay. If we done, if there was a Y in there, it would be the X type. I think that's a Jaguar. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know what? It has been fun potting with you guys. We've been potted. Yes, you have. It's it's Valentine's. You've been potted. I think your day is complete. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we can say that on the podcast. I don't know what that means, actually. I'm going to have to go oh. Google that. Too late. While I I'm would, doing that, I would folks, suggest not Googling that. Until next week, get out and get catching in the Northwest.